There are people jumping out of their cars on the highway to pick up Beanie Babies. There are people throwing their teenage children out of the cars on the highway to get the Beanie Babies that fell off the truck. Yeah. Why are Beanie Babies on the highway? I don't know. Let's find out together. Hi, Julian Benzavalli. Hello, Patrick Hines. Oh, my God, you guys. I, look, there's a lot to get through. I'm going to say real quick. Join us on the Patreon. Yep. Over 300 full ad-free bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. Yep. Come see us on tour. We're recording this a couple weeks ago, so the tickets might all be gone, but we're going to Boston, L.A., Seattle, and Chicago. Not, not in that, that order. order. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all that info on truecrimeincest.com. Click on the CS Live link. Guys, at this point, we've announced Obsessed Fest. Oh, shit. <laughs> we, like, in real life, we haven't yet, but by the time you hear this, we're it will have happened. We're doing where we're in the past, and the present, and the future all at once. It always throws me off every time, but more importantly, Obsessed Fest. Obsessed Fest is going to be in Columbus, Ohio, the weekend of the 30th of September, 2022. Right now, we are saying Jillian, me, Ellen, and Joey were kind of hosting the weekend. We are adding other Obsessed Network favorites. We are adding people who are not on the Obsessed Network, but are family friends. Yeah. It's going to be live shows and fun panels. It's ending with a major drag brunch oh, on Sunday. major. <laughs> also, like, at least two super hot husbands will be there. At least two. Mike at and least Steve will be two. there. At least. It's a very fan-focused convention. The point is for you guys, the listeners, to have the time of your life. Yeah. You're going to meet us. You're going to hang out with us. We're going to do pictures. We're going to do all the stuff you guys want to do. So get your tickets because they're going fast. Yeah, get your asses to Ohio. I know. We're finally going to Ohio, I girl. I, lo- I can't wait, but you got to get your asses there. You wanted us to go. We're go. I'm going, so you have to be there, too. If Jillian has to go, so do you. <laughs> That's All right. That's it. Damn Follow it. Obsessed Fest on Instagram. It's at Obsessed Fest. That's kind of where we're going for, like, all the stories and the lives and all, like, the information will be there first. I don't know. What do you got to say for yourself? I think Beanie Babies are cute. Sue me. Look, I Some worked in a gift store during this craze. I got a lot to say. Do you know any of these people? No. Okay. You, they might have called you and you just didn't I, know at the time true. that you were talking to someone famous in the Beanie Baby world. <laughs> All right, girl, what are we talking about today? I mean, Beanie Mania. Is it ever? You guys wanted it. Here we are. The collector's mentality is that you can never have enough. And that's very dangerous. Oh, my God, this is unbelievable. It became just an obsession. What do you think about grown-ups jumping out of their car to get a Beanie Baby? Insane. (laughs) Perhaps the biggest toy craze in history. Bigger than Frank Sinatra, the Beatles, and Elvis Presley combined. I would have paid whatever it took to get that Beanie Baby at the time. About $10,000. Without the few women that started the entire mania, Beanie Babies never would have been. Just moms getting together and creating something. We didn't get along. There was a lot of competition, you know. If you don't have a number, you're not going to be let in. They would just lunge and grab. The beanie baby craze is reaching insane proportions. I never was addicted to anything, and I got addicted to beanie babies, and I ran amok. I just want to say this coming up on is madness. As already discussed, the kids jumping out onto the highway. As, previ- as per our previous email, the kids are on the highway. Kids on the highway. Mom's fighting. There's cops are here. One kid just looks at the camera and says, I'm going to get a lot of money now. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> 
It's there is a crime. There are crimes. There Wait. are multiple crimes. Can we talk about this one old lady who goes? I was never addicted to anything, but I got addicted to Beanie Babies, and I ran a muck. I ran a and I ran a muck. A muck, 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 a muck. We see her again. So sometimes we see people who are such gems in the coming up on, and then we never see them again. Beanie Mania knew what they were doing to bring her back. These people really. We actually have like a conversation about addiction when we get there, which I don't appreciate. I don't like the jokes they make about it. I think they were being serious. Like they, these people, a lot of them really suffered. Some of them still have the credit card debt. You guys, I didn't. Go to. I didn't make them buy the Beanie Babies. Who made them do that? Anybody? Did anyone have a gun to their head in a cul-de-sac in Naperville, Illinois, which we are about to descend upon? We get on-screen text. The neighbors. She's not brimming with empathy today, you guys. She's not brimming with empathy. It's been a hard day. <laughs> They're working on empathy in Daisy's school. She says to me the other day, <laughs> "Kids need to be taught empathy. They need to be taught Beautiful. empathy now." She goes, "Daddy, I'm learning about empathy. It's when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes." That is absolutely right. <laughs> and now, when she does something nice, sometimes she'll go, "That was me being kind, Daddy." <laughs> That's right. Keep it up. Let me tell you, I. I'm up at night thinking about all the horrible things in the world. I know. I, have a day I know off. you are. Yeah, have do, one day off. Totally. Thank you. Talking about Beanie Babies. I need it. <laughs> okay. Beanie Babies and strippers. Okay. That's what yeah. I need today. Oh my God, we're recording at Chippendales <laughs> today, you guys. The men are so naked. They are so, and like smooth, so but oiled. also hairy. <laughs> Those mullets. I got to talk about the mullets. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so we're in a cul-de-sac. Naperville. It's a town about 35 miles west of Chicago. Very child-friendly. We've won every greatest place to raise your child type awards over the years. Naperville, Illinois seems very nice. Seems perfectly fine, but I remember (laughs) this movie, The Burbs, Tom Hanks movie from the 80s. I love it so much, but there's a sanitation worker in The Burbs. There's a scene, and he's like, I hate cul-de-sacs. There's only one way out, and the people are weird. And whenever (laughs) I hear cul-de-sacs, I'm sure listeners, you're all lovely, but we meet these women. They're like, they were the fun cul-de-sac, and I'm like, says you, Mary Beth. Colorado Street was the place to live in Naperville, you guys. I'm sure everyone was like, goddamn Colorado Street, but everyone on Colorado Street was like, we're not a normal cul-de-sac. We're cool, cool cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado Court. People in the neighborhood would say, oh, you live on Colorado Court. You guys have a lot of fun. I bet they really did Halloween up. You know Which what I mean? Which is great. That's yeah. what you do there. And we, we learned that this was like the number one place to raise your kids always. It uh-huh. won every award uh-huh. to raise your kid. <laughs> like, is anyone shocked I've never been to Naperville, Illinois? <laughs> I mean, these houses look really nice. They do. I also have another question. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> I'm so curious about how these interviews went down uh-huh. because they all these women. So we meet like Mary Beth and Becky and Joni, and we'll get to them. Joni yeah. has a very sleepy dog on the fainting couch behind her. <laughs> loving it. Joni's got a fainting couch. She does. I know. But the, the, I know. The, the big collie. It's like a lassie dog on it. It's amazing. <laughs> but they're all these women are sitting on very large pieces of furniture uh-huh. in the middle of the room. Uh, like yes, Mary yes. Beth's couch might actually live where it is. But <laughs> Becky is on an enormous couch in the middle of the room with nothing else behind her. Uh-huh. Like, Joni's on one of the biggest chairs I've maybe ever seen. No, what was the one where that guy was sitting in that huge chair? Oh, it was Madeline McCann. Oh, right. Remember that chair that they couldn't crush even get? First. <laughs> he was crushed That's first. where Crush First It's on the pates, you guys. And they could not get the whole chair in the frame because it was so tall. I'm just... I need to know who staged it and uh-huh. why. Because the thing is, these women all had eight kids. All the kids have moved out of the house. They, now they're left in these like 7,000 square foot homes. Yeah. They got to get the huge furniture. They got to get it. It's either that or they fill it with their empty nest sadness. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me. And I'm never going to have an empty nest. So that hurt my feelings. 
Daisy promises she's gonna move next door. Oh, does she? Yeah, That's she's fun. gonna totally. <laughs> yeah, right, Daisy, call me girl. So Joni's the one with the dog, right? And yeah. she, on the fainting couch, and she's the one where the fun cul-de-sac. But she was a journalist for People magazine. Yeah. Also, we meet Becky, and she says before Beanie Baby, she was a language arts teacher. All of these women gave up their careers for their kids, which is fine. That's a choice that they made. The only one who sounds kind of sad about it is Mary Beth. I worked for IBM for about ten years. I was a systems engineer. And I loved it. But then I turned it all in to be a full-time mom. Mary yeah. Beth has 2020 hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> I hear a tone of regret in Mary Beth's voice. Yeah. Well, also, when we meet these women, we see them, and then we have their names on screen text, and then we also see a Beanie Baby. Yes. So Joni is the, for you Beanie Baby people listening, yeah. this might be interesting to you, jo- if you've collected Joni. them or care about the Beanie Babies. Again, I think they're very cute. They are cute. Joni is the white and brown dog Beanie. Uh-huh. Becky is the owl with a class of 98 graduation cap, because she was a teacher. Oh. Mary Beth had a brown bear with a dollar sign. So the, they also talk about the 90s. They're oh like, my God. Frivolous. Sock a bopper. Sock a bopper. You can sock all day and pop all night. I think it was a very, uh, a very quiet, non-tumultuous time preceding uh, 9-11. I feel like these ladies were not very tuned into things like, I don't know, like the Rodney King riots. Or like, I get that, but I gotta say, like, they show the commercials for these ridiculous things called soccer boppers. And the I remember them. And yes, all that. Like, the 90s were Bop all it. about that. But you're right. These ladies only pay attention to the news that affects them directly. It's, it's <laughs> weird. It's like it's like the antennas in the cul de sac didn't get the news totally. reports about Rodney King or like the 1993 World Trade Center bombing yeah, 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 or like yeah. Oklahoma City or OJ or Lorena or Jean Benet or Matthew Shepard. I can go on. <laughs> You made a very inclusive list. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> the point is, I had a lot to choose from. A lot of shit went down in the 90s. Golden age of serial killers, Gold- if, I, if I remember. God. Like, from the 60s <laughs> to today. The golden age. So that was from Times Square. The point is, if you wanted to be, like, a frivolous collector or something, there's plenty of stuff to get into, like Tamagotchis yeah. and Pogs and Furbies and totally. all that stuff. And Joni's the one who's telling us, essentially, what Beanie Babies are. A Beanie Baby is a small stuffed animal that fits in the palm of your hand. It was very poseable, so you could sit it, you could fix the arms a little bit. It has very expressive eyes. The eyes are just black beads. They're just black. I think they're very cute. She sees the lobster. I think he's adorable. Yes, absolutely. The frog. I can't get over him. He's so cute. And the way they pose him, he's very, very cute. His name is Legs. I love him. Oh, you're really enjoying this one. I can tell. I just think they're cute. But see, now, like, in my crazy brain, I'll be like, well, they're all alive now. So you can't get rid of them. They're all the Velveteen <laughs> Rabbit. They all have feelings. What is wrong with everybody? I don't know. But Joni also says, You almost feel like the Beanie Baby is a little person. No, I don't, Joni. No, Joni. You do. Joni. <laughs> that doesn't apply to all. Some of us did not go into tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt for $10 stuffed toys. Because you thought they were going to put your kids through college. Totally. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just. Some of us did go into tens of thousands of dollars of debt for college for no reason. But sure. I digress. But you, you didn't start with Beanie Baby debt. And then add, right? (laughs) Ridiculous, stupid college debt. Hi, Emerson. (laughs) (laughs) College debt. Forgive the loans. So all of these little Beanie Babies have a tag that says Ty, T-Y, with the heart. We've all seen it. But no one knows what it means. They assume it's a company, but it's really a guy. His name is Ty Warner. And then we get this, like, round table of these moms talking about this guy, Ty. Ty Warner, I like to say, is like the Wizard of Oz. Ty Warner is a real character. Um, There were always rumors about him. Not many people knew Ty Warner, the person. 
um, including me. Just kind of one of those weird mad geniuses. Who like loves being the weirdo and probably isn't all that weird but wants people to think he is. Yes. And so he starts Thai Products, the small manufacturing company. And then we meet Bill, who is a white bear with a Canadian flag. (laughs) Poor Bill. He really goes through it in this one. I know. So he's the Canadian distributor of Thai toys. And I guess if you're a distributor, like you have to invest in in the products that you distribute. I don't understand how this all works. Yeah, the way Bill describes it is that one day Thai handsome, the cute little little green frog and he's like bill you are gonna put every dollar you have into that product i needed about five hundred thousand dollars to really get this off the ground you know for a 27 year old that was a lot of money but i thought i gotta do this because if i don't do this someone else is gonna do it what 27 year old has five hundred thousand dollars what 57 year old has five hundred thousand dollars And so when Beanie Babies launched in 1993, the offices were five rooms and they had about like 14 employees. Get ready to meet employee number 12. Lena. She is the fucking best. And her brother loves her. They love each other. They're adorable and very sweet. Her Beanie Baby is the tiger, which is very appropriate. See, like once you hear it, you're like, see, that makes sense that Lena's the tiger. I missed this completely. I'm so glad I'm here to help. So I started at Thai. My job was a telemarketer. And when I walked in, I remember I was looking around and saw all the stuffed animals. And I was just thinking, this is so cool. This is a toy company. So they started with nine Beanie Babies. Yeah. Legs, the frog. (laughs) Chocolate, the moose. Pinchers, the lobster. Patty, the platypus. Flash, the dolphin. Squealer, the pig. Splash, the whale. Spot, the dog. And Cubby, the bear cub. Oh, my God. But they didn't have a name. And Lena's like, one day we were like in the break room and somebody's like, we should call them Beanie Babies. And that's what they do. And that's what they did. Yeah. And Ty's like, great. So Ty takes everyone else's good ideas and uses them as his own, essentially. Yes. yes. And doesn't pay them appropriately. We'll get there. Right. So Ty's big thing. At first, I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. Like, he never sold to the big stores like Toys yes. R Us or Walmart. I like this. Yeah. And it was a rule with every all of his distributors. You see, like, the president of, like, Toys R Us begging him on the news. On the news. He's like, look, we have Tickle Me Elmo. Is that interesting? Is that anything? Because normally, like, a company like this can't get a meeting with Toys R Us or whatever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It was a big thing for him. You do not sell to the majors. And the reason being is they will take your product and they will put it on sale and they'll destroy the market for the little guys. Ty was all about the small retailers. He loved the small retailers. He found them to be very, very faithful to him. And we found the same. We learned that in the beginning, the Beanie Babies weren't moving. This is where Lena, employee number 12, has this great idea. She's like, we should give them each their own individual poem. And so Ty is like, that's a great idea. Can you get me 86 of those by tonight? Can I have 87 poems in 18 hours? I'm expecting a fax. (laughs) I'm expecting a fax. And I got my soccer puncher or whatever. I'm on the back playing with my super soaker. Look, my Tamagotchi's going to die any second now. (laughs) I'm in the middle of a very amazing Fresh Prince. It's the one where Aunt Viv takes a dance class. I simply must. Come on, the best one. We're still on Aunt Viv number one. I'm so glad she and Will Smith made up in that HBO Max reunion. They needed to. I know. It's a really painful time for all of us. Mostly originally Aunt Viv. (laughs) Anyway, he loves the idea. She gets it fucking done. And like, this is where we meet Lena's brother, Nikhil. My sister was a visionary woman. She's ambitious. She has the ability to think really big and to actually make it happen. 
Everybody needs a brother like this guy. Right, because he also helped her do this. Yes. And it was really, they have like photos of them during that time. And so I guess like, it's just nice that she could look to her brother and say, I just had this great idea, but I need to get it done in 18 hours. And he was like, all right, let's go. It's really cute. The poems aren't Shakespeare. That's no shade to Lena. It is just like they're cute little like four line poems. And they have to fit on the little tab. Yes. So Bill reads it. Canadian Bill reads the one for (laughs) Legs the Frog. Legs lives in a hollow log. Legs likes to play leapfrog. If you like to hang out at the lake, Legs will be the one friend you'll make. I didn't read it very. I didn't read it very well. He hates his performance. He's like, I didn't. Oh, I didn't read it very well. And they did Bill pretty dirty because they don't let him take it again. He has to live with it. And Bill, I think he did great. I think so too, Bill. All the moms are like, to be fair, it started with our kids. Our daughters really like the Beanie Babies. Here's the thing the moms are saying to us now, they weren't giving any details. The company was like making Beanie Babies and shipping some to some stores and some to others. If there was one that you wanted, you had to go look for them. And there was not an easy way to look for them because they were only in small stores. So it was like being on a perennial scavenger hunt. You have to drive around to not a Kmart or a Toys R Us. Like, Mrs. Mitchell's gifts, like where I work. Exactly. We had exactly. a list. We had a list of people we had to call every time we had a shipment. One of them was these people, I'm telling you. <laughs> and we'll meet her in a minute. I know exactly who called you. And then you had to find, and if you were a certain type of person, document all of this information on your own, like Becky. One of these moms makes a 90s spreadsheet. Well, she, but Becky pulls out a massive, and I mean massive binder. Every page is laminated to this day. (laughs) Becky, I thought you were over it. (laughs) Becky, I thought this is all in the past. Look, when you compile a document like that, you may let go of the obsession, but you always pull that out at the Christmas party. I guess. Look what I did. Yeah, look what they had at Mrs. Mitchell's gifts, so we know they had legs, the frog. Over there. Sometimes when I fold all my t-shirts, I'll call Steve into the room just to point it out. You well, gotta show Steve, your work, Steve GP. Steve needs that. Yes. Steve needs that. Right. And when was the last time you did it? Months That's ago. Really never happened. He's been asking you for totally. years. You want the credit. You yeah. did that one thing one yeah. time and you yeah. want the credit. I'm the 14-year-old for whom the best shelf in the closet is the floor. Sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Man, you put him through it on a daily basis. <laughs> Steve, have a cocktail on me tonight, sweetheart. You've earned it. <laughs> Me. He loves you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He loves you. But Mary Beth keeps saying this whole like collector's mentality. We enjoy collecting, especially in the Chicago land area. Each of my kids started collecting things early. One of them collected baseballs. One of my daughters even collected unsharpened pencils. So we collect, we collect. It was fun. These are people who like collecting stuff. And I'm going to tell you something. Like your stuff. Love the Beanie Babies. If that is fun for you to do, especially if you're bonding with your kid until the mom ruins it. But like, (laughs) this is no shade to the Beanie Babies or do the Dungeons and Dragons, collect the Tamagotchi, the Pokemon, like love your thing, but don't let it put you into debt. That's where we run into problems. Love your thing. It could have been Beanie Babies. It could have been unsharpened pencils. It could have been... Empty seltzer bottles, because that's the one thing that's in front of my face. So it could have been anything, but you took it to the extreme, everybody. Yeah. And this is where we meet Peggy, everybody. Peggy has entered the chat. Peggy is a rainbow bear. She she also has a younger sister named Paula, who was a, quote, physician at the time, to which I said, Paula's younger sister, what happened? Well, we see an image of the two of them. And it's not an image. It's a glamour shot. If you don't know what a glamour shot is, (laughs) Google it. You're welcome. But their glamour shots, it's the two of them together in one image. So Paula has, like, her hands on Peggy's shoulders, Uh and they're covered in Beanie Babies. (laughs) 
At least there's no guns. Glamour shots were big on the gun poses. I know. Gross. So weird. Or whatever. So Peggy is barefoot. Now. Oh, it's been a minute since we've addressed this pet peeve. It's Peggy's house. I'm the guest. She can do whatever she wants. This is me. This Mm -hmm. is my shit. Yeah. 100% my shit. Uh Uh-huh. But I have to deal with it. And this is literally my job to talk about it. So here we are. Uh But she has a gigantic tumbler next to her. God knows what it's filled with. They're covered in Beanie Babies. You guys, in case I forget to say it later, Peggy, I did the math, has made over $3 million authenticating Beanie Babies. Is that (laughs) Over $3 million. Well, Peggy really wants everyone to know that she's the top dog here. Whether she is or she isn't, Uh we got to know uh that Peggy was the... And she's like... Totally love at first sight. I thought they were the cutest things that were ever created. (laughs) And the names. I love the names. And I just would giggle. I mean, and I still giggle. <laughs> they are cute. To this day, they it make her happy. It her. She's Good. laughing. <laughs> you know? She's still chuckling about them right now. Right. And honestly, God bless. Peggy, and, Merry Christmas. Have, have the cold pasta. Yeah, Enjoy no. the Beanie Babies. <laughs> but don't let it destroy you. No. But she also doesn't have any kids. The producer's like, do you have any kids? And she's like, actually, no. I do have stepkids. Were they into Beanie Babies? No, they were not. No. <laughs> we get footage. Peggy was famous in this world. Yes. She's all over the news. She'll be the first to tell us. Right. But we get footage. This was this made me laugh. I know so what you're gonna say. Hard. I know. There's footage of her back in the nineties and she's walking into a toy store. She's like, Hi, it's me, Peggy, beanie baby Peggy. <laughs> and the owner of the store just goes, Did you bring the cash? Did you bring the cash? <laughs> Did you bring the Did you cash? bring the cash? No pleasantries. Like Peggy's turned it on for the camera. She just goes, Did you bring the cash? I know. <laughs> And these beanies are all locked in display cases, by the way. Yeah, it gets crazy. Peggy also has to hide the beanie babies from her husband. Which (laughs) is so ridiculous. It's it's especially ridiculous when we find out that he collects Porsches. Like fancy cars. Totally. Like your fine husband. But Peggy's like, at least my toys were cheaper. And I'm like, or were they? Or were they? Depending on who you talk to. Look, it's only okay to hide the vodka bottles. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. It's very, very healthy to hide the vices. It's totally fine to hide the booze. Right. But when you're hiding Beanie Babies, you really need to examine your life. And I think what I gather from this conversation is that Peggy's husband was like, you don't have to hide the beanies from me. Right. It's totally okay. <laughs> and so early on, they realized that you can't collect all these Beanie Babies yeah. by staying local. No. Because they're spread all over the country. And no one knows where. There's no internet, remember. Right. You can't yeah. Google this. And Ty, the company, is being secretive on purpose. Yes. So then started... Another phase of my collecting, which was going outside of your state to find the ones you didn't yet have that you really needed, right? Remember when your 12-year-old daughter loved doing this fun thing with you for like an hour a week? Now you're spending all day Saturday driving across state lines. It was like the one thing that made her tolerate you. Totally. And now you've taken it over and now she can't stand them. And like you're going, you're literally following the UPS truck from Hallmark store to Hallmark store. And then they'd call the Chamber of Commerce in each city to try to get the names of every single shop. Someone's like, our phone bills were like $2,000. That's how many phone calls they were making about these things. And they're bragging about it like, they want us to think that's amazing. So it's the Naperville lady, the cul-de-sac woman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Peggy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the cul-de-sac ladies would call all these stores and they'd say like, what do you got? It doesn't matter. Here, take the Amex. Right. And they'd clean out the stores <laughs> before Peggy right. and other people could get to them. They don't care what it is. This is how you get into so much uh-huh. debt uh-huh. that you can't handle it. The cul-de-sac ladies are like, I never felt like there was a competition between the other collectors. No, there was pl- it was plenty of room for everybody. 
And Peggy goes, we didn't get along. There was a lot of competition, you know. She growls. Then she's like, women are the worst. I deal with men any day. Like, okay. Sometimes women are uh-huh. the worst. Sometimes everyone uh-huh. is the worst. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? God, if like a subset of gays had been into this, it would have been World War Three. I'm shocked they weren't. I know, I know. <laughs> Honestly. We learned that the Beanie Babies were big in Chicago, but not so much nationally. People didn't know about them other places. But there's a mom on the news who essentially says, if it shuts my kid up, I'll buy it. So yeah, that's why I'm buying these things. She hasn't slept in a week. No. She's like, yeah, I'm here for the lobster Uh and the frog uh because I just need a moment's Grabby or whatever, pinchers. Pinchy, pinchers, whatever. But Joni, remember Joni from the beginning? Yes. She's the one who takes the story national because she works for People Magazine. And she's the only journalist, she says, who ever interviewed Ty, the founder, right. for like a national publication. And then everything explodes. Right. And Ty's whole thing was like, I'm not the story. The Beanie Babies are yeah. the story. Ty. I. But also, like, this feeds into what the women's narrative is, too, because they're like... Ty Warner and Ty Inc. did absolutely no advertising and they did no media. There was nothing that came from the company. People wanted someone who was associated with Beanie Babies to connect with. So we would have people from magazines and radio shows calling us. So we became the Beanie Baby advocates for collectors. The cul-de-sac moms are suddenly on the Today Show. As were Peggy. So Peggy's like, I'm here too, bitches. Fuck off. And good for her. Yeah, 100%. So they were getting press requests left and right. And beanies were blowing up. They were more than happy to be on the Today Show or the local news. It doesn't matter. They didn't discriminate. They went on everything. It should be said that when the cul-de-sac ladies and Peggy started collecting in 1996, Uh sales that year shot up by 1,000%. They were doing a lot of free press for this company. Yes, 100%. But hey, guess what? Now we get to meet the Beanie Meanie. You mean the orangutan? I mean Harold (laughs) Rinker? And he's like, Beanie Babies are meant to be played with, you fucking asshole. what (laughs) (laughs) What he's saying is... What makes the Beanie Baby come alive is the secondary market, not the primary market when it first is sold, but what happens to it when somebody tries to resell it. Kids started demanding that their parents buy Beanie Babies for them because their friends had them. Parents said, oh my gosh, I need to get this Beanie Baby for my kids. They went to the store and it wasn't there. So then they went on the secondary market, the newspaper columns and all the rest of it, and they paid double, triple, quadruple. They show some footage of like a box being opened in a toy store, and these women are like punching each other. It's it, you know all of those horrible Black Friday yes. videos. It's that. <laughs> but I could watch those endlessly. They are horrifying to me. Like the semi-annual wedding dress sale at Macy's oh my God. <laughs> in Boston. Oh my god! Oh, the semi-annual yeah, semi-annual wedding. <laughs> That's where my sister, my older sister, bought her wedding dress there. So it's like an event, it's and an you event. go. Oh, and you have to have like the tracksuit, like oh, you sure. have spandex on because you're just trying trying things on the aisles. People are grabbing dresses out of each other's hands it's boston and it's a discount and shit is going down (laughs) did anyone has anyone found their dress in that madness she did she did the wedding didn't last but the dress but she looked great in the pictures so harold 
the meanie yeah. is basically saying like, wait, this is not sustainable. You're all going to lose yeah. money. Things, these things are going to be worthless before you know but it. But it's also a bubble. Like, but Harry, why do you care? I know. They're having fun. There's rich suburban moms. Why are you trying to like ruin the fun for them? Just let them have it. It's what you say got, all the time. Yeah, there's always got to be a guy to uh-huh. ruin it. Totally. <laughs> always. It's always a man. Yeah. But we also learned like this is a bubble, right? So yes. we get on screen text about a market bubble, uh-huh. which is the definition is when an asset's price surges to a level far above its real value. Yeah. The examples? Uh-huh. Tulip mania? I saw that. I was like, The dot-com bubble and cryptocurrency. Right. Would you like to know what tulip mania <laughs> yes, is, as please. per Wikipedia? Yes. Tulip mania was a period during the Dutch Golden Age. What? When contract prices for some bulbs of the recently introduced and fashionable tulip <laughs> reached extraordinarily high levels. Wait. With the major acceleration starting in 1634 <laughs> and then dramatically collapsing in February of the year 1637. What? Tulip Mania. We hadn't even started burning those witches yet. No, we barely. Wow. <laughs> Tulip mania. So. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Dave the kitten. Dave the kitten is here. We meet Dave Sibilowski, and he's the kid of one of the cul-de-sac moms. He's Mary Beth. Yeah, the one who has the hindsight 2020. She's mm-hmm. a little sad about it. His middle child. He's also a financial expert. And you know what? He's like a kid, and he's really, like, knows what he's talking about. I wonder if this would be his job if his mother didn't cause the Beanie Baby bubble. <laughs> because he says. He's like, you know, Beanie Babies is a case study in just how a few people pushing an idea and enthusiasm, crazy things can happen. Totally. I'm telling you, yeah. he would not totally. <laughs> be in this line of work if no. not for his mother. But wait, now we're going to Newark, Delaware to meet Janine. If you think these people are over the top, you ain't seen nothing you yet. guys, Janine, she is so proud. She wrote a beanie rap. Peggy goes, oh, Janine was over the edge. <laughs> the beanie rap. And you know what? The words just flowed right out of her, right from her fingers onto that keyboard. She goes, people have told me it's catchy. Pretty catchy. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you a story about a guy named Tyson who created these bees that make me hot. Little beans in their bodies and cute little faces and addicted to them. Been to all kinds of places, smuggling bees upstairs. It's no lie, and it all ain't at all on a guy named Tyson. Beanie rap. It's a beanie rap. It's a beanie rap. I'm all tied up. I mean, it's nothing if not catchy. I mean, she so she's playing the beanie rap and rapping over it. And I feel like the filmmakers were like, oh, can you play it? I don't think, I think she's like, and I'll sing it. But here's the thing. She made a single and she like actually sold some at her store and she tried to get the local radio station to play it and they, they never declined. played it. That's what she said. But Janine is absolutely fascinating to me. Yes. Because uh, yes. she was in the Navy. She was a cryptological technician yep. in the Navy. Then she worked for the like some bank and then she was in the FBI for three Three years. And she had that, like, quarter-life crisis where she, like, got this amazing job at the FBI and was in her office one day and was like, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I think not. Yeah, so she went into that Beanie Baby life. She totally She never did. looked back. What an interesting person. I know. Honestly. She's the brokest of them all, though. At the end, she's the one who's, like, still in credit card debt. It's like, oh, Janine. I know. I know. But now the internet happens. Here we go. 1996. It's AOL. Everybody wants to make that startup sound. I know. You looked at me like, are you going to do it? (laughs) So Lena introduces Ty to the internet. Remember Lena? She wrote all the poems. Uh So she's like, there is a thing called the internet. She laughs about it now because she's like, now look at us. And she describes it. She's like, so it's sort of like a guest book at a wedding. What she's describing is a website. Yes, exactly. And that's how she describes it because it was so new. And Ty's into it. And now the beanie craze is online and God help us all. Where 
It was um, maybe one of the first blogs that ever existed on the internet, as maybe a predecessor to like the sentiments that early Facebook was asking people to like share what are you doing right now in this moment. You can see it has Beanie Baby games, it has a list with graphics and also text version of the list. That was so far ahead. It's only in looking back that you see, wow, they were really early. It's getting literally billions of hits because what they did was in the guestbook on this page, they made it so that people could trade and sell Beanie Babies. They could communicate with each other. It was like on a message board. Exactly. So everything that they were wishing they could have, like where is this Beanie Baby, all of that research was now in one place and they could talk to each other. Yes. And now we learn about retiring beanies. I felt like pretty aware of the beanie craze. I did not know about this. So in 1996, there were 51 Beanie Babies no longer available in store. They were only available on the secondary market because they'd been retired. Suddenly, they weren't able to make a particular one of the beanies or the fabric ran out or they just couldn't get that shipment. And they found when uh, a particular item was less available that people wanted it more. And, like, people are saying they don't think the company did this on purpose. Like, we learned this with Lula Rich. Like, you run out of materials, you can't get stuff, you can't no, make Lula the same Rich thing. No, Lula Rich did it on purpose, and they did, they you did think? yes. You think? I always want to see the best of people, GP. That's the difference between Not today. <laughs> This is my one day off a year. I know. And you know you know how many times yeah. you know how many times I apologize today on I my know. one day off? I know. So Ty would make a big deal about who was retiring and yep. when and make a big countdown clock. So he knew exactly what he was doing. Uh-huh. This was creating urgency, creating a frenzy. He'd add one, take them away, whatever. And then then sometimes they'd move on to the endangered species category, which means they're never coming back. <laughs> do that. Don't kill them. No, just retire them and let them live in Malibu or whatever. Don't kill There was an endangered beanie list? Endangered species category. Oh my god. Can you stand it? Now we meet Queenie Beanie, Phyllis Maselli. Oh my god. Like, who's the boss? Maselli. Yeah. She's like... I didn't collect them. I sold them. I was crazy about the money in the bank, not about the beanie babies. I sold to accountants, actuaries, Airplane pilots, they were all into Beanie Babies. She was a dealer, you guys. This woman literally was a fucking Beanie Baby dealer. She's like, I was crazy about the money in the bank. I wasn't crazy about the Beanie Babies. She had 20 grand from this guy stationed in Hawaii. She, like, collects the beanies, doesn't trust the mail. She flies to Hawaii to give the beanies to him in person. His wife goes to the bathroom. She does not know about this. She's the Steve. While she's in the bathroom, he hands her 20 grand in cash and just says, don't tell my wife. Can you imagine how rich you have to be? To I know. not miss 20 grand. I know. And have it in cash. I can't imagine. For Beanie Babies. For, be- for Beanie Babies. Because the point that they're trying to make is that some people just really saw it as an investment. That's how big the yes. craze was. Yeah. So like Mary Beth and all these people like thought they were really cute and also saw money. And that's where like Meanie Beanie, that, fine, yell at those people. But the people that are just trying to collect this shit and ruin their daughter's weekends, leave them alone. Right. Well, we'll meet two people who I adore. Totally. And they, they are doing it right. Oh, they want to make a museum. They love, this is how you love something. Well, get to them in a minute. <laughs> then we learned in 1997, eBay sold $500,000 yeah. worth of Beanie Babies in one month and sellers averaged a profit of 500% on the retail price. It's just cr- and like everybody knows this can't last, right? Like I can't be the only one who knows. Well, but I want to talk to the person who saw this coming, sold them all and made $200,000. Uh-huh. Like where is she? <laughs> 
I want to talk to her. Someone who was right. like, no, this isn't lasting. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna sit on but this. But they're like the Lula Rich women who won't tell you how much they made because uh-huh. their friends are still mad at them. Right. You know? But Peggy <laughs> drops some numbers because Peggy's yeah. like, yeah. so when he announces, when Ty announces that they're gonna be retired, like Patty the Platypus, for yeah. example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at work. I got to say Patty the Platypus. And I got to say Patty the Platypus was pretty cute. They're adorable, they really right? Are. So when he announces them, Peggy buys like 50 of them. I remember thinking I just paid 10 bucks for each one of these. And my husband said, how much are you going to sell these for? I said, 300. Well, right away, I'm not good in math, but he's like calculating. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, he's like jumping around. <laughs> he thought I was just a genius. Well, Patty's like, I can't do the math, but she's like, $300 times 50 is a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> and she's like, I might have bought a newer Mercedes, and I might have put B babies on the vanity plates. <laughs> she bought a new Mercedes? She did. Oh, my God. But the, the point is, now the collectors, like Mary Beth, they're making their own magazines called Beanie World. Yes. But, like, the magazine is coming out, like, bi-monthly or whatever. Like, it's insane. They're doing, like, 600000 per print run. Right. It's a way for people to keep track of what's going on, where they were, how much they cost, who was retired. Yeah. But what no one is really talking about except the meanie uh-huh. is that, like, Peggy and Mary Beth are the ones putting the prices on how much these yes. retired things are worth. We also learned that they're making price guides. So the people who are making the price guides are also the ones selling the Beanie Babies. Directly benefiting yes. from it. and no one is questioning it. They're thinking that that's like the hard and fast price of what they're actually worth. So if Peggy says Patty the Platypus is 300 bucks, it is. <laughs> right. And no one, and this is why it's if a bubble. If Peggy says Patty the Platypus. It's 300. <laughs> then that's at least the yeah. minimum you're going to get for Patty the Platypus. Totally. At one of these trade shows or whatever. And that's why the Meanie is so pissed about it. And he has a good point. And meanwhile, in 1997, Ty Inc. generated $400 million in sales. That's insane. $400 million. And then add the secondary market to that. Yeah. But they're not making any money on the secondary market. We should know that. That's what I mean. Yeah. The company does not make any of that money. That's what I'm saying. That's how much money was being circulated through Beanie Babies. And these women, the cul-de-sac women, like them or not. I kind of like them. I'm definitely doing the gifting tables with these ladies. For sure. (laughs) I'm a million percent going to be at least a dessert with one of them. For sure. But the point is, like, they were doing a lot of work for the company, for the corporate company. And, like, just made their money on the secondary market. And we're going to learn that the company, like, didn't really see it that way and it's another example of like isn't there enough money to go around everyone's making money why is why is anyone complaining right so it's like the women and then the media and then the cra- it's like a frenzy it's chaos yeah. down here Tom. Yeah. this is where we get footage of people breaking into doors <laughs> toy stores and all this and becky's like yeah that's when things got a little bit out of control don't be fooled these are not the real thing u.s customs officers at o'hare confiscated over 400 fake beanie babies the stash of cute creatures was initially mistaken for a different kind of stash. We suspected that there may be narcotics in it. When the inspectors opened the boxes, lo and behold, stuffed animals. Did they smell like weed? I know. Why, did, why would you just think this random box was drugs? What did I know. it smell like? Well, this is where we also learn about the counterfeiters. There's like counterfeit Beanie Babies and Peggy. You guys, Peggy becomes a fucking millionaire. This is genius. Authenticating Beanie Babies. 
How? And what gives her the authority? Because she said so. And yeah, because yeah. they've been doing this, they have made themselves the authority. They are the face of the secondary market. And that's what happens. If she says Patty the Platypus is $300, <laughs> she's going to tell you if Legs the Frog is real or not. Yeah, well, people are mailing her their Beanie Babies for 25 bucks a pop. She'll authenticate it or not. That doesn't sound like a lot of money until we find out that she's done this almost 200,000 times. I mean, it's crazy. And it's genius. And even the producer's like, wait, how many times? And she's the only person on Earth Earth yeah. who can officially authenticate a Beanie Baby to this day. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Is she like sanctioned by some committee? Did you do sign of the cross? Yes, I did. <laughs> Yes. Is she sanctioned, sanctioned by Jesus? By Jesus. Jesus said that she's the one. Yeah, she's authenticating for Jesus, literally. Okay, and figuratively. And Peggy's like, don't get it twisted. There were some competitors, but I'm the main one. I'm the main one. They know they can trust me. Peggy's also like, yes, I was Beanie Baby famous. And she was. They were. I, know, I, know. I mean, Mary Beth is fighting with the meanie on like Anderson Cooper or whatever was on back in 1996. I don't know why Anderson Cooper, but like on CNN, they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. screaming at each other about this. It's wild. It's like, it's, it's so they're beanie. Beanie Babies! <laughs> it's so crazy. They're cute, but come oh, on. Oh, God, I know. But this is where we get all of these women are talking about, like, are they actually addicted to Beanie Babies? Right, because this is where the woman, amuck, 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 amuck. That's her hocus pocus. She literally, it. yes. When does it turn into addiction? When it becomes access, excessive where it affects your normal life? Could be. What if your normal life becomes part of the addiction? You know what I mean? Like it's supporting the addiction. Just get the store, you know. Does that become your normal life or is that part of the addict's life? So <laughs> um, I could have been a, a beanie baby addict at one point. She has a sticker on her fridge that says bankrupted by beanies. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're laughing about it. Yeah. But what they're saying is like, look. Whatever constitutes an addiction, here's what the Beanie Baby craze was doing. It was yeah. completely taking over their lives. Their houses were filled with them. Their personal lives and their relationships were suffering greatly. Yes. Yeah. They were going into debt that decades later they can't get out of. Like, yeah. something was happening. Yeah, 100%. There's a woman on the news almost in tears saying, I wish I could stop, but I can't. I know. And I think what it is, too, is this competition between, yes. like, friends groups yes. and moms, and you're in it now, and you can't yep. give up on it. it. People were consumed. I understand that. I get how, like, you can, like, just one more. It's like, why right. I don't gamble? Because if I ever gambled, I oh. would be a gambling addict in five seconds. See, but you know that. Yeah. So now we meet Kristen. She's the brand person. Hundreds of companies wanted to dance with us virtually every category that you can imagine, from fragrance to children's apparel to Beanie Baby backpacks. Steven Spielberg's office called regularly. They wanted Beanie Babies for their movies. <laughs> How many of them is Ty saying yes to? Virtually none. She's like, hundreds of companies want to dance with us. Spielberg right. <laughs> was calling us regularly. How many did you actually do business with? Zero. Except McDonald's right. and the Happy Meal. So now there are guys, teeny beanie babies, oh. which is a whole other, and all the moms are like, fuck yes, there's another thing. They thought, they thought the beanie babies were like dying out. Yeah. Now there are teeny beanie babies. The teeny they beanies. are thrilled. And it's like. Aren't they tired? But also, this is such gross American consumerism. It's, it's disgusting. Because moms are sending their kids to buy 20 Happy Meals. They're throwing the food away. It's so wasteful. It's so wasteful and so awful. But like, they're also like, there are shipments of teeny beanies given to police escorts. I know. It is insane. I know. And you know, it's like, I, I think it's so stupid and wasteful, but I have to say, there's a, a woman doing a press conference.
friends. And she's like, I'm only buying food to get the Beanie Babies. Yeah. And her lawyer angrily says, she doesn't want to eat all these Happy Meals. Who could? I know. Who would? But when he's saying that, I'm like, is someone forcing her to fucking eat the Happy Meals? <laughs> Just don't buy them. I know. It's so wasteful and ridiculous. And this is where, like, a truck overturns on the highway. Several hundred little international bears headed to McDonald's dumped accidentally in the middle of five lanes of 285 rush hour traffic. But the Golden Arch's loss was someone's gain. It wasn't pretty. Oh, there it is, there it is, God. Oh my God, look at this. They're rolling on this, right? Parents are throwing their teenage kids out of the car <laughs> in the middle of a five-lane highway. And this kid only picks up one. It's like, can she just... If you're going to risk life and limb... Right? And there's a kid on the news who's like, can everyone just calm down? They're just beanie babies. To which I say, from the mouths of babes. I know. This kid's 11 and he's like, everyone's a little worked up about these beanie babies. Homes are getting broken into. Somebody steals $300,000 in beanie babies from somebody's house. Peggy needs to hire her own personal security at the trade shows because the people were trying to steal them out from under her. Walking up to her table trying to steal Patty the Platypus. Peggy needs a security guard. I mean, it is like uh, hundreds, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Beanie Babies at one time are stolen from people's homes. Just sell them. You could have put eight I know. kids through college. We also learned that at the company, like the employees are being scammed, but they're also like stuffing their bras full of Beanie Babies in Milwaukee. Someone out. said. One woman who was very sweet, she was an A cup and she leaves as a double D. It was bad. You know, it was bad. People were putting them in their shoes and like limping out. People were being beaten with sledgehammers. I know. For beating it's babies. true. But dude, this is like, it's so, even the burglars, like everyone take it down. I know. The burglars totally. especially. <laughs> but it's like, what are you, when, this is when you sell, right? Because yes, the craze yes. is as big as it's, it can't get any bigger. People yeah. are getting the shit kicked out of them. Beanie Babies have police escorts I to know. McDonald's for the Happy Meal. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. I don't know much about much, but I know when to sell GP. Right, and at one point, Mary Beth's like, someone offered me $125,000 and I said no. And the regret in her eyes right now. I'm sitting on this huge fucking couch. I could have had three of these. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Thai company is making $2.5 billion I with know. a B dollars a year and he's being really shitty about it because he's not paying his employees, especially Lena, who came up with the whole thing. So Lena, I love that we get back to her because she was the one who came up with all the ideas for the poems. She fucking invented the internet yeah. so, he could, like, <laughs> so he could put the things on the fucking internet. And somewhere her brother's like, yeah! Yeah, she was making $12 an hour then, she was making $12 an hour now. Isn't that insane? Are you kidding me? Keep her close! Yeah! And she says she goes in. She's asking for 120 grand a year. He says no, and she fucking leaves. And she leaves. And she's like, it really hurt me to leave. Like she knew she yeah. had to go. She was yeah. not being respected. But she was like, that was a major part of my life, and I and like I was a major part of making them what totally. they were. And like the Ty, the owner is just a dick. Remember Bill, the distributor from the beginning, the Canadian Bill. Yeah, yeah who like Ty was like, I need you to put invest five hundred thousand dollars of your own money, and he did it. Ty started to ask for things that were completely out of the norm from from the relationship we'd had. He asked me for his entire my entire customer list. And these are he the asked for me to put my building up as collateral. And uh, I said, I, I can't do those things. I'm not going to do those things. And he said, well, I guess we're done. And it was like that. What are you, why, you made $4 billion last year. Why do you need collateral? Ty's a nightmare. Yes. 
So fucking Bill has to let go his entire employee base. They have to, like, the bank has to come in and sell off all their inventory. He ruined this guy's life. And he's like, that's the closest I've ever been to a nervous yeah. breakdown. To be fair, Bill seems like he's doing great right now. Totally. And I wish him the best, truly. Because that's a really <laughs> shitty thing to yeah. do. To put Bill in a situation where he has to fire his staff. Yes. Because $4.8 billion isn't enough for Ty. Yeah. As we're getting towards the end, it's like, it's up, it's down, there's more, there's less. In 99, Ty comes out with the announcement that there would be no more Beanie Babies because they're not selling anymore. He would do publicity stunts like this all the yeah. time, like retirement and the endangered species. He's threatened to kill them. I know, and he's literally saying we're not going to make any more, but then... They announced on the website that people are going to get to vote now for 50 cents, right. so you can vote. I think it's going to be phenomenal, and it's going to be, you know, it's this is P.T. Barnum time. This is, you know, there's a sucker born every minute. Nobody is talking about how he charged people 50 cents to vote. I know. It doesn't come up at all. Like, 100 billion people vote. One reporter is like, and for 50 cents, you can right. And I'm like, why are we for slowing down on this? You guys, this? that's like, I can't do a lot of math, but that's a lot of fucking money. I mean, for a site that was getting literally billions of hits because people were yes. checking it so often yes. and it was crashing, come on. So people start buying every single Beanie Baby. Yes. Because now, to them, they're all valuable because they're all going to go away. Yes. But then, of course, the general public votes that Beanie Babies should not be discontinued, and so they are. But 91% of them. So yeah. 9% of people were like, fuck these Beanie Babies, I'm out. Totally. Such a PR stuff. I'm going to pay 50 cents to vote no. Right? To vote just, I mean, that'll get them. Totally. But the cul-de-sac ladies are like heartbroken yes. that this was a gimmick. And yeah. I'm like, ladies, open your eyes. And could you go spend some time with your kids? I, so the kids, I love how they're just like, shut up, kid. Mommy's counting her Beanie Babies. <laughs> <laughs> Pour your own fucking cereal. Mom, we used to do this together. Shut up. <laughs> Mommy's counting her babies. Her beanies. Oh, God. Oh, my God. But see, then, now we meet Sandra and Leon, and they're doing it right. What happened was, so many, like, when this all happened, people unloaded their beanie babies. They were selling them, like, you could buy beanie babies in bulk, and that's what they did. Right, because this was supposed to pay for their kids' college tuition, yeah. and now they're selling them for, like, 10 cents each. Exactly. No one wants them anymore. Sandra is the lamb. Yes. And Leon is Ringo the raccoon. Yes. And they love each other. And like Leon, the dad, is saying that he wants to, with all the Beanie Babies they have, we don't want to sell them. We don't care. We love them. We want to make a museum. Yeah. Sandra <laughs> also might be the most soft-spoken person we've ever met in a documentary. 100%. I love her vibe. Yeah. She's very calming. Yeah. And he's like... Uh, really have warm feelings for a lot of them. And when you have them around, they kind of cheer you up. And if you really get upset, you can talk to them or yell at them. You know, they don't judge you. He's never yelled at a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Of course, Leon, I trust you. Of course, Leon. They have a site with no ads. All they uh -huh. want to do is curate and document it. This is how you do it. Exactly. This is what we were talking about before. For the love of the thing, collect your thing, take care of it, have an amazing time. Yep. And they are the happiest people here. They're so happy. Like, everyone else is losing everything. Fucking Janine, she's like, I, not only did I not become a millionaire, it was more like Beanie Baby bankruptcy. Janine was the one with the rap. Yes, she was the one that was in the fucking FBI. And she's still paying her bills. And Mary Beth says, you know, she had four kids. She's like, I hope my kids don't feel like I didn't give them oh what they God. deserved. I'm like, well, I don't know, girl. You were so obsessed that it drove your son into the finance world. <laughs> I know. Then she's like, I've, I've moved on. I have, I don't deal with the Beanie Babies at all. She's like, they're all packed away. And I'm like, yeah. no, you're keeping them. You're saving them in case because you think it's going to come back. Million If they percent. were really in the past, you would have donated them or yeah, whatever. Or totally. given them to the museum. <laughs> right. With Sandra and Leon. And then, of course, we fucking learn that time. The billionaire creator of Beanie Babies has been accused of hiding as much as $107 million in a Swiss bank account to avoid paying taxes on it. 
Can everyone pay your taxes? Yeah. Do you like your police department? Do you like your fucking fire department? Do you like your schools and your roads? Can you pay your goddamn taxes? Yeah, pay the, your fucking taxes. The police departments we have to work on. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but Agreed. But, <laughs> but it's going to cost money to do that. Well, let's move the money around yeah, so we don't. can fix, you know. But even Janine's like, pay your fucking taxes. And she's like, it's really hard for me to pay mine, but I, I do them. Yeah, also, like, Janine, I, I do have a hard time feeling sympathy for you. Like, I know. Like Jillian said at the top of the up, sweetheart, nobody held the gun to your head and made you go into credit card debt over Beanie Babies. I know. Imagine if we were meeting her in a whole different episode because she stayed with the FBI and solved all these murders. Imagine. You know what I mean? Because she does seem really sad. She, do- I feel bad. Like, I just think that they were caught up in something. Let this be a lesson to everybody. You can really fuck yourself. These people got into this kind of debt that they're still paying before the internet. That's before a lot of you were even born. These ladies, and they're paying off that debt still to this day. And you know how it started? Because their daughter said, Mom, can we go do this thing? Mom, you don't pay any attention to me. You, you're really hitting the Chardonnay. Can we go to a fucking store and buy a Beanie Baby? And now look. And now, and look, now look at you. <laughs> Daisy's going to say that to me someday. Oh, one day. <laughs> and one of the last things we see is Peggy. She's still authenticating Beanie Babies. Right now, she's authenticating her 125th, 1,000th, 877th Beanie Baby. If you do the math at 25 bucks a pop, that is $3.14 million this woman has made authenticating Beanie Babies. It's. I think it's a genius plan. <laughs> the frog is very cute. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Oh my God, we did Beanie Mania. Beanie Mania. Look, a lot to say. Join us on the Patreon. Over yes. 300 full ad-free bonus episodes. We're doing the Chippendales right now. We're loving it. Yes, we are loving it. Come see us on tour. We're going to be in Boston, Chicago, Seattle, and Los Angeles. Not in that order. In that No, we're doing Chicago, Boston, Boston Seattle, Seattle, Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. In yes, that order. Yes. All of that's happening in May. You can get all the info on the website. Come see us at Obsessed Fest. Yes. It's September 30th through October 2nd in Columbus. The first batch of tickets to the event are being sold through our Indiegogo. All of the information is on our website. It's all over our social media. Get your tickets. Come. It's going to be live shows and panels during the day and a drag brunch. Karaoke is happening. Do you know what that means? What? October 1st, we get to start spooky season together? <gasps> yeah! All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Now it's a party. Spooky season. We are announcing more people who are involved in Obsessed Fest beyond yeah. the network. We're Stay doing tuned. It. Stay tuned. we got great people. GP, what are we doing next? We are doing Adrian on <gasps> HBO Max. Yes. I was begging for this one. Yeah. So this yeah. is about the woman who wrote the movie Waitress. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sad story, but also like a crazy murder mystery. Yeah. Her husband is making this documentary to get to the bottom of what happened to her. Yeah. Of her murder. And then it's also like a celebration of her life and, and her work. Oh. Yeah. All right. We'll stay tuned for the trailer for that. Our funny and ridiculous outtakes from oh this. Oh, God. Love you, girl. And if you want to send us Beanie Babies, the P.O. box is on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send us any Beanie Babies. No, please, God. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I went to bed that night the luckiest guy alive. By the next night, I was living the worst nightmare imaginable. Police in Manhattan tonight are investigating the mysterious death of a 40-year-old actress. Adrienne Shelley was found dead in her West Village office last night. It was Shelley's husband, Andy Ostroy, who found her. The actress found hanging in a bathroom of her Manhattan office likely committed suicide. Shelley leaves behind a three-year-old daughter. There was no way Adrienne killed herself. Suicide simply wasn't possible. She was the happiest I'd ever seen her. I set out on a journey to find out what really happened that day and to make sure Adrian would never be forgotten, especially for Sophie. 
Peggy. And Peggy. So I can't believe I beat you to it. I wasn't going to do it on purpose because I'm <laughs> sick of hearing everyone shit about it. So the cul-de-sac race. <laughs> shit about it. But then this guy, Harold, is like, you know, Ty had a big ego, but I can still beat him in tennis. Okay. He's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> All right. That goes way back, you can tell. I only knew about it because I worked at a gift store, I think. Well, but I'm telling you, you called Peggy. I know. <laughs> or you called one of these totally. women. No question. They were known. How wild is that? It's, I, I can see the yellow legal pad that we had all the numbers on. I know. I know. Oh, God. I wish it wasn't long gone. I know. I would love to see a copy of that. I know. And she has to change the name. She uh, can't use Beanie. To Mary Beth's Beanbag World. Mary Beth, we could have done a little bit better. <laughs> the Beanbag World. Wink. Right. Just like cute stuffed animal world. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Beanbag world. There's a reporter, and he's like, oh, there's a poem. She'll always look down at us from above. Yeah, it goes on and on into the night. So anyway, and I'm like, can you show some respect? Katie's the like, poem, are you kidding? I know. The poem is four lines. Can you just read it? Just read it. Katie Couric is incredulous. Very, too lowbrow for her. Totally. What are they? They're beanie what? All right. You say they're posable? They're what? Okay. okay. Oh, their eyes? Oh, oh they're, what are they, cute? 